You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continued coverage of Total Drama Island as we are. Uh, according to Chris, halfway through the season or halfway through the competition, uh, feels a lot more than that. Feels like we're well into the the late stage of the game, but there's a lot more to come. Apparently, uh, a lot more episodes, a lot more eliminations, um, and for you know a non-elimination episode, it was pretty interesting and exciting about what happened and all the mess that this got into. A lot of puke to chat through, a lot of gross things to talk about, but uh, a fun episode, I'd say. Uh, maybe not the, the most memorable or the most uh, iconic of the show, but a good one. As always, I'm your host, Rossi, and I slave over a hot microphone making a podcast. No appreciation. <laughs> And I'm Jared, and podcasting, it's the hardest thing a man can do. <laughs> um, we've got to get into this episode, because it was um, special. It's a non- our first non-elimination of the season, and from my memory, not the last non-elimination of the season. Um, maybe we shouldn't hate on Australian Survivor so much for the non-elimination episodes, because it started here. Uh what was your general thoughts on this episode? Did you remember it? Because I certainly didn't. I definitely remembered, like, an eating challenge, and I suppose more than kind of we, what we'd, we've already got. But as far as, like, it being, like, a non-elimination, I really thought that this was, like, a merge episode. Um, yeah, apart from, yeah, the eating and, I suppose, uh, the uh, puke fest at the end, um like that i mean how do you get that out of your mind that's kind of burnt in there um but as far as kind of what happened throughout the episode not a whole lot that i remembered and um i feel like you'll have to like talk me around on this one because uh this for me was like a real struggle to to get through this entire episode was it the fact that you knew it was a non-elimination or, or just the grossness of everything <laughs> I think, like, the non-elimination and the grossness, but, like, just combined with I feel like there wasn't a whole lot happening here, um, and maybe this potentially sits kind of better within, like, a couple of episode run. Like, maybe, I can't remember, but this kind of might have a lot to do with the next episode, um, and it might be setting stuff up, but without knowing if it is or not, I just felt like by itself it was just really, uh, like, a down episode where I just feel like like nothing happened for, like, the entire thing. Yeah, it, I see that there were definite drops and subtle hints of things that could happen, especially with Heather and her, you know, forming a relationship with Bridget. I saw, you know, from an edit edgic perspective, like we saw the real rise of Trent and Bridget this episode, who have been relatively minor the whole season. So obviously, now that we're kind of halfway through the cast, I don't know how many people are left. I think we're yeah top ten. He said so. Like with ten people left, there's only so many invisible characters that you can't have really so i think by bringing those characters out we see a lot more from them so maybe like you said setting up for future things but like it's hard to say in the history of the whole show unless you have it memorized that like what's going to happen so i think that is definitely a challenge for one-off episodes like this and the and maybe like the sadie boot from earlier when it's just like they're kind of standalone Mm. But, uh, yeah, this challenge, or this episode, I should say, started off very differently. Like, 
it felt different in its own concept. Like they, they come in, there's no breakfast and, and Chris is making the big, like, you know, Jeff probe spiel about like, it's a historic moment, like top 10 and all this kind of stuff. And you feel like, for at least from my perspective, I felt like it was hinting like, Oh, is this a merge situation? But it's more of the survivor Thailand situation where they're, just living together, but they're not emerged yet. So they're still competing, but in different tribe formats, like it's the guys versus the girls, which is very interesting. And um, Chris also talks about the jury. Um, I don't remember that being a thing. <laughs> or is that just like a total throwaway thing that happens? I mean, it must be right. Um, yeah, my memory of things is, is like a little bit different on, um, I suppose, the, the role kind of the jury plays in terms of uh, being, I suppose you could say, a, a non-traditional jury from memory of how things play out. Um, but yeah, interesting that he uh, uses that word. Yeah, like like all of you are going to be on the jury or, or in the final situation. It was just really weird because I... Like, I know that there's some stuff about eliminated contestants, but, like, from my memory, that's not just these 10 people. Um, so this is very, like, a throwaway line. Like, I think that's just total cashing in on the reality TV format that, like, doesn't follow through. Follow through. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, it's a non-elimination episode, so another uh, historic moment in the, in the history of Total Drama Island. Uh, I don't know if... I guess Amazing Race was airing at this time, so not elimination episodes were a, a thing. Um, but just, I guess, not right off the bat where you know that it's not elimination at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I just feel like it's really tough to stomach at this point and, and being so, well, I mean, being at the merge technically, um, you're kind of really excited for the individual game to start and then just having this, I feel like, yeah, it's just like a momentum thing that completely stops. It's like the, like, recap episodes uh, <laughs> in, like, old school Survivor. Like, like, I think I would have preferred to have, like, a recap episode here than, than this episode that I feel just really, there's not a whole lot going for it. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they, the show, like, does similar things to other you know, survivor things where they're mingling the people together. Like when, you know, in survivor seasons, like, Oh, you can take someone from the losing tribe on the reward with you or, or something like that, where they're forcing people to interact and mingle. And I feel like that was kind of this. I think they just built it as like a whole episode instead of just those small moments that play a little bit better on like actual survivor or other shows like that. I think it was just mm-hmm. a, the, the loss of an entire episode that we had to get that. Um, but I, I kind of don't mind entirely. Like I always feel like sometimes when you go into survivor merges, which essentially is told John Island is the biggest survivor parody. Like I could think of uh, in terms of being related. So like when I think of survivor merges, I think of like, I always feel weird when sometimes people are like meeting for the first time and then they're supposed to like, Oh, am I supposed to work with you? And sometimes, so I feel like it's weird when that happens. I feel like this one was good in the sense that, you know, now everyone kind of gets a chance to almost work together, you know, with each other. Like, you know, Bridget had no interaction with any of the the other team at all. Like I, I, I can't think of an single moment from the entire season and same with the guys that swapped over. So from that kind of like strategy perspective, I think it's fun to see what could happen. I yeah. You, I just you, feel like, everything's like a bit more fluid here like it's not like they're 
camps are like in completely different locations. Like their cabins, like right next door to each other. Um, I think you're right that it gives them a chance to work together. But I think kind of we've seen plenty of kind of cross tribe um, conversations and like moments so far already because like when they're just in downtime, they do tend to kind of all be together. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose that this is kind of a chance to really uh, solidify alliances and relationships moving forward. So it, it does kind of have um, some validity to it. Uh, but the other biggest shakeup of the episode is the fact that the uh, girls are going to be all sharing one cabin and the guys are going to be all sharing one cabin. And there's it's just a bunch of fun little segments that go on here. I think this is probably maybe the most fun part of the episode, this little beginning before the actual challenge where, you know, Bridget's like, oh, how bad could it be? Like, you know, like there's the stereotypes of women being catty and petty and, and getting into fights for no reason. And then she walks in with Heather and LaShawna being petty, fighting over essentially what happened with Harold weeks ago where one character is getting gross and like leaving things out and Heather's uh, like not having it. And essentially it turns into this two cabin divide between the, the popular click and the, and the outcast click with, you know, Gwen and, and LaShawna being on one side and, and Heather and Lindsay being on the other and Bridget, this newcomer, the swing boat really having to be this middle player trying to figure out what she's going to do eventually settles on, uh, the outcast two of Gwen and Lashana, but just so much going on, especially with Heather trying to, you know, corral Bridget as like an alliance person, maybe, or 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 just be in her good side or something like that in case any situations come up, and you know, see Heather sharing her makeup, and Lindsay tries to get on it, but that doesn't work, and you know, Lindsay loses her bunk to Bridget at this point. And it's just a whole bunch of like drama going on with the girls' cabin, and then you look at the guys' cabin, which is total opposite, where they're all uh, playing tunes and they're hanging out, they're having burp contests, which Owen loses, which is a shocker, um, and they're all just like having a good broy guy time, which uh, stereotypes abound in this thing. But it was just fun to see all of the stuff, and then the little squirrels losing their fur, just a just fun sequence here. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, total drama plays into stereotypes really well. Um, and even kind of like the tropes they come up with, like you said, the like tape line, like down the middle of like the cabin, like that's so familiar to everybody as like a trope in like movies and TV shows of this is your side, this is my side. Uh, and then kind of putting Bridget in the middle of that uh, was really interesting. And I love the the Heather Lindsay dynamic too, how like Lindsay's like, oh, like can't tell that she's just trying to rope her in and, and thinks, oh, she is just sharing stuff with everybody now uh, and almost gets kind of her fingers chopped off when she tries to go for something. I think, yeah, I think the dynamic's really interesting and that's maybe why I'm so down on the episode that if this was an actual boot episode where they were divided into these groups, you could have had a really interesting uh, bonfire ceremony if the girls had lost and you kind of dragged out Bridget's decision to the end and, and she could have picked either side or you could have swung it around and had a moment where everybody flips on her because she's being so indecisive. I just feel like there was a lot to play with and it could have been really dramatic if this had gone to an elimination. I would say definitely it's a better response to the last two weeks of being really unpredictable with the eliminations, especially because Harold's surprise, uh, you know, idol play 
really changed things up. And I think that like Courtney's elimination really made it all crazy. And yes, Harold's elimination was very predictable, but I think the trying to calm that down from this might've been sort of the reasoning behind it. Like, you know, you have high episodes and then you kind of low it down. And I think that maybe there's also a little bit of like, you don't want to have a too crazy episode before the merge. Like, cause that's merge episodes are crazy in its own right. I don't know if you if you think that that's a, a logical conclusion to have, but uh, that's kind of the way I see it. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. But I just feel like this just I know it could have been the merge episode. I feel like what you said, like the Harold boot was fairly predictable. Um, I just feel like the merge has been like hyped up a bit uh, in the show is like it's coming. It's coming like we're about to get to that point And now it's here. And like it's just um I don't know. I think I feel like it's just a tease for an extra episode that, like, maybe moving forward, this does add a lot and kind of this Bridget relationship becomes really important in the next episode, uh, which then kind of looking back, this episode I think will be fair enough that they played it this way. Um, but, yeah, as I said, just like as a standalone episode, I feel like, um, yeah, it's just not a whole lot to be excited about when when it should be like this is the merge, this is exciting. It's like this is the merge, but hey, we're going to throw in this this little twist. Um, I don't know. What were your uh, general thoughts on uh, our Light Owen episode? Uh, I'm a big fan of a Light Owen episode, and particularly when this really was could have been a heavy Owen episode. Um, like, it's an eating challenge. There's vomiting. There's burping. Like, this was the moment for the writers to go, like, ham on Owen and give him every single second of screen time because every moment of this episode is in his wheelhouse. Um, and we kind of do get, I suppose, a couple of those uh, cliches and, like, obvious moments of, like, I can eat anything. Um, but, yeah, I think kind of turning things on their head with Jeff winning the burp contest and then Owen just not really uh, having heaps. Even when he has, like, the – we'll get to it, but, like, the hero moment in the challenge, it's not this big, like, show. It just happens and it, everything's kind of glossed over. Um so I think fair enough, like he's such a big character at this point um, that the fact that they're spreading around the screen time and giving it to Bridget, who's probably, I feel like it's between like Bridget and uh, Trent, who are like the least fleshed out at this point. Um, but I feel like Trent got a lot of content earlier uh, and has kind of gone invisible, whereas Bridget, she just gets drips and drabs. So to have a whole episode centered around her, I think is is clever at this point in time. Yeah, this episode was really all about her perspective on everything. Like we saw a little bit from other people, but it really was her take on the episode. Like it was her reaction to the eating challenge, her response to the other team and, and everything. It was, I feel like the most one-sided episode we've seen in terms of, you know, the right, wrong, the good, bad of it all was from her, her viewpoint. I think we got very little from the big players of the season. Like Gwen had a quiet episode. Duncan wasn't involved at all in this episode. So it was very interesting from that like film television perspective, like the editing of it was very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just going to say, like, even in the challenge as well, the fact that, like, everything really stays from her perspective and her being a vegetarian has such uh, a big, it's such a big factor in, like, the episode. I feel like in other episodes we've got kind of, 
I suppose almost like split into two different sections with like you'll have a focus on somebody before the challenge but when it comes to the challenge it's sort of more of a free-for-all and we get everybody's perspective but here yeah it really does just stay uh, with Bridget the whole way through. So the actual challenge is the ultimate par- one of the biggest parodies there you know the fear factor eating challenge the survivor eating challenge the amazing race gross eating challenge like this is the staple for almost a lot of reality tv i don't think there's a show that hasn't done this like every single re- competition reality show will have a gross eating challenge or something or a punishment is gross eating or something like that so cashing in on all of the uh you know plugs of other reality tv parodies that they could get but the essentially the challenge is the guys versus the girls in different rounds of eating things and it and it progressively gets more and more ridiculous and more and more total drama island as it progresses uh the first one being actual tangible food i guess you could say and then the rest of it just getting more and more ridiculous like they found something on the floor and they're gonna put that in the in a dish or something like that way more food in this series than i remembered this is our third food-based challenge of the episode of the season so uh definitely the most uh iconic in terms of uh, actual eating but uh yeah i mean the challenge itself were you against it as from the start no i think like you said it's kind of an obvious iconic go-to moment um and i think like the courses themselves the fact that yeah they get more ridiculous and they're disgusting and i just think they're really well animated and there's plenty of kind of funny moments i think to do with the food um i just feel like this is it takes up a lot of the episode um and it doesn't necessarily give as big a payoff as i think it could have um the fact that there it's like it's nine courses um and we see maybe like five of them in detail like i didn't want to see all nine in detail but it's very one of those moments again where like it's weird to keep track of the scores we get to like the last meal and then like the final score is three two but it's been nine courses so like we're assuming that like four of these courses like neither team finished but we're not given that for for certain um yeah i just feel like it's kind of like an odd sequence in terms of the timing of things and we spend a lot on like the first uh like two and then everything else is kind of glossed over until the end um yeah i just feel like the whole thing could have been shortened down to like it's a five course meal uh, and we show like a two-two tie, and then we go and kind of go to the end, a moment. I just don't know if it needed so much uh, content in there for such little payoff. Um, interesting though that apparently there's some we've got some uh, censorship in this episode uh, with the word meatballs used instead of testicles on Cartoon Network, but on other versions. So um, it's not sucks, but uh, the censorship board. Uh, protecting the kids uh protecting those innocent ears uh and changing things up but see i'd argue that the meatballs is a funnier joke like i think that the joke of oh it's meatballs no it's literally meatball like i just think that's funnier than just saying what it is no yeah i agree i think it's it's like it's definitely a better payoff in my mind yeah, like, just saying what it is, like, 
like instead of saying oh this is spaghetti saying it's worms on a plate like it's what there's no fun to it it's just like here's what it is like i think that saying meatballs i'd like oh it's meatballs and then they show the shot of the bowl or whatever it was like on the ground like and like and then it's like oh that's funny meatballs i don't i don't know if you saw which version of that you saw but it if you saw the meatballs like i think that's funny like when they do that yeah, no, that's the version I saw. And I think, yeah, like the emphasis Chris puts on like the words when he says it, um, definitely, I think uh, probably should have been like the original plan anyway. And I think in terms of the actual challenge, obviously we said we get these nine rounds and it, it's different things. Like it, it gets more and more, uh, it, like it devolves as it progresses, like where the actual first few are food and then it gets into like gum and a sandal and, and things like that, which are weird. I think that it loses steam. I think the first two ones were really interesting, like the meatballs and then Heather playing up that the guys were going to struggle with the challenge and all this stuff. Like that was fun. And then when, you know, we have the second one where uh, we get Lindsay with the pizza, like she won't eat it, but Bridget does the yoga. And like, I think that those were the fun rounds. And then as we progress, we get less and less fun. And it's just more and more like gross and more and more like silly like for no real reason like there was nothing like compelling to watch them struggle to eat a sandal you know yeah i just think the fact that like everything else is kind of like montage through um and just gets like a second of screen time like it's hard to like uh like grab onto the joke and like visually i think it's funny but it doesn't really tell me anything about the characters what like their fears are what they can and can't eat i just feel like in the first rounds you get kind of a bit of like backstory on like why like the guys can't eat this and then like why like lashawn and can't eat a live grasshopper grasshopper and uh bridget not being able to eat dolphin because she's a vegetarian um the Lindsay moment uh probably for me like the best moment of the episode but it's Lindsay, so obviously it's going to be um yeah i just think there's like clever moments that are really kind of glossed over the like uh the like filter with the soup um so yeah i just just i think like a missed opportunity really in this whole challenge like uh it does i agree it starts off well and then just kind of uh fades away as we get snippets of everything else you know, we had a really fun, like, or not fun, really smart play from Bridget on how to win this challenge, like with the yoga and then with the the funnel of like, you don't even taste the soup when it goes down really quickly like that. And, and just all these different tricks that she used, you know, to, to win the to the win the round or whatever. And then you had Trent on the other side was like, I know I've forced ate broccoli before I can force eat this pizza. And that, that fun sequence where he, he goes to puke and he pukes on the bunny outside. And then he comes back in. And he's like, no matter what I say, you'll make me eat this pizza. And it's just like, those segments were funny and enjoyable. And it, you know, it made the, the gross challenge seem compelling. I was like in the moment, I was like, Oh, I can't, I don't know if I could do this. Like if I could try a trick like that, maybe I could do it, you know? And then, like, some of the later stuff, we don't get that. And, like, I, I just feel gross on my couch watching this episode. And, like, I don't feel, like, a, a part of the action. I feel like I'm just like, oh, get me away from this. Just turn this off. Yeah, it definitely gets, uh, I think, progressively harder and harder to watch. Um, and, like, the, the, the final sequence, by that point, I'm just like, no. Nah. <laughs> Uh, this was probably this was what we were leading to a few episodes ago when you're like uh, the projectile vomiting from Bridget, mm. like the the what was it, the the talent show, and like we were like oh there's more vomiting to come. Like this was the vomit episode where 
like uh, like the final challenge is essentially Owen and Lashana in a, a shot drinking contest of cockroaches, which is gross as hell. Um, and essentially Owen wins, but Lashana starts puking and then everyone else starts puking. Chris is like managing to hold it back and then the guys puke, but it gets on the camera. Like it, it was just who can and will puke at this moment next. Like it was just so disgusting. Yeah. The, the, the puke on the camera is something that's like just etched into my memory and uh, it's uh, it's um, well maybe not even at this point but I just feel like it's such like a staple of the show of like uh it's almost like anytime the writers are questioning like where do we go with this uh it just seems like their first response is oh well we could have somebody vomiting because we're evidently we're really good at, at animating that uh we've got that on file um, yeah, one thing uh, Total Drama does well is uh, animate puke. Yeah, and then the this se- se- scene when Lashana first pukes, and you see the like cockroach that's still alive somehow, like squirm mm-hmm. out. Like it was just this is a peak gross episode of the season, and I I would be hard to guess that there's another one that's this gross. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm sure. I, I feel like this isn't the last we've seen of projectile vomiting uh, this season. But um, I'm hoping that this is as heavy as it gets. Yeah, if it gets heavier. <laughs> I know there's gross stuff to come. Like I, from my memory, I, like they don't, don't they don't shy away from the gross. But like I feel like this is the end of the peak gross. Yeah, which is I think around where you want to peak on like the grossness, like merge episode, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a good reference point for the show and everything in the season to have this as a peak, as like a you know a way to end cap the first half of the season essentially with this gross challenge. Yeah, uh, but that's pretty much it because there's no elimination to chat about, no bonfire ceremony, no strategy chat. Um, essentially, all we get is the girls squabbling more as Bridget looks out the window, seeing the guys leave on their cruise ship for the next two or three days. Um, and yeah, th- that was really it. It was kind of a weird end to the episode after this. Uh, yeah, it was really nothing. You said, you kind of said it best. It was really nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think like as soon as like you wrap up the challenge, it's like, where do we go from here? Um, I feel like they could have shown more in terms of like, maybe we get the next episode, but the guys like being on like the reward. Um, like, I feel like you could have cut to the girls fighting and then cut back to the boat. I just feel like there was more they could have done if they'd shortened the challenge. Um, kind of a missed opportunity. But yeah, that's I, uh, pretty much it. I don't want to ask you thoughts on the merge just because I feel like you know stuff and I don't want to <laughs> lead with any questions. But um, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a weird place to end, especially because we're, we're sort of like the middle ground. We sort of remember details. We don't fully remember everything. So like going into a next episode, it's going to be Are you excited at least for the next merge? I am. I think particularly kind of like early merge, I'm really hazy on, on what happens. And I think naturally you kind of just remember uh, the end game of seasons a bit uh, better. So I'm interested to see what happens if we get kind of uh, more like strategic heavy content moving forward um if like the word alliances is used and kind of becomes more of a thing again which potentially they've hinted at this past episode um so i'm interested to see kind of what the fallout is and, and how the sides shape up moving forward 
Yeah, definitely an exciting. Always going to merge is always exciting from any any kind of survivor season, even if the boring ones. There's always some excitement when the merge comes around. So I definitely have high hopes for the rest of the season and and the merge because I know that the challenge is pretty. From I don't know what the challenge what is exactly, but I remember it being a fun challenge and it, it stands out in my head a little bit. So I'm excited for that. Uh, but we have to rate this episode. Uh, I'm trying. I feel like it's just yeah. a bin. Is it a bin? <laughs> Yeah, like nothing saves this for me. Even talking about it, I think it, like it brought it potentially up a little bit in my book, but nothing to get it out of. I just feel like this is the definite hands down the worst episode of the season so far. Oh, big call. Um, oh, so far, <laughs> potentially the worst episode of the season. Full stop. We'll see. Kind of by the time we get to the end, but I just feel like there's not a whole lot to like here. Um, like I said at the start, potentially this sets up things moving forward and then it'll make more sense in my book and maybe I wouldn't be so harsh on it if I knew what was kind of immediately coming after this episode. But as like a standalone moment, I feel like it loses a lot of the momentum the show's built up and nothing's really great apart from that opening sequence. I think that's the only thing that um, is really worth watching in this episode and you really could switch off before the challenge and, and you wouldn't miss a whole heap. I'm probably just going to rent this episode because I think that there was some... I enjoyed Trent and Bridget's kind of breakout episode here. I think that their reemergence in in the spotlight was was enjoyable. I think that from their character perspective, I think it was fun to have them back on the screen. For that, I'll give it a a rent. It's not, I, I would agree, worst episode so far. I think that even the ones that have been a little bit of a just challenge heavy episodes have been a little bit more enjoyable, especially because you could play off different characters and stuff. It's harder to play off a crazy episode like this with only 10 people and not showing everyone is a little hard. Still not awful. I think that um, I think I dread the future not elimination episode more than this, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, this is a short episode. Not much to get to. Not a lot of strategy, not a lot of chat, but uh yeah, I look forward to the merge and chatting with uh, hopefully Colin will be back. Uh, he's been in high demand in, 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 in recent weeks, so uh, we're hoping to get him back and obviously catch him up on what's going on this season and uh, yeah, see where everything lies is his winner pick still fighting it out there. So a lot of excitement to come. Uh, Jared, thank you for joining me as always. Thank you. It's been fun. Looking forward to uh, the real merge uh, next time. Yeah, this is the fake merge, but we're going to get the real merge next uh, next episode, uh, which hopefully will be a dramatic episode full of all our recappers this season. We'll see if we can get a uh, a reunion going on of everyone. But uh, yeah, that, that'll be it for us. And stay tuned on the Oz Network and avoid gross food.
Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.